This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks. Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. That's my body works. wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you eat, you'll lose weight. You'll lose weight. Welcome to Fat Camp. A podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fad Camp. Connor, 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 welcome to another episode of FadCamp and of course our listeners as well. Welcome. Oh yes, we should also welcome our lovely listeners. No, I just pretend to talk to you all the time. No one else listens <laughs> to the show. People are listening. Okay, interesting. That's crazy. Uh. Um, we're going to jump right in. First of all, actually, before we do, mm-hmm. I want to thank all of the listeners who've gotten in contact recently because we've actually gotten so many episode suggestions because sometimes me and Connor are like, God, I wonder if we're going to be able to keep coming up with yeah. ideas. And then Obviously, once again, diet culture is so rampant <laughs> that there's always stuff to talk about. But so many listeners have gotten in contact uh, by email and by Instagram uh, suggesting new carrier topics. Carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon, a telegraph, a telegram one time. Skywriting in an aeroplane <laughs> with smoke. Listen, the way you guys, you're fanatical about getting yeah. in contact, but I love it. Um yeah, so just thank you so much because obviously it gives us a lot to work with for the next season as well um, of our list of episodes and we're going to cover more books for sure because there's a lot more diet books coming in that people kind of want covered. Grace that. is going to finally learn to read. I'm going to... A, B, I'm just going through the alphabet all the time. Um, but yes, thank you so much is the first thing. And then we're just going to jump right into the episode. Ooh, let's jump on in, thank so, you. Connor, do you know what we're going to talk about today? I do not know what we're going to talk about today. So this... <laughs> Uh, we came up with the, I kind of came up with the idea of to talk about this actually from another episode and I mentioned to you this very famous shop called Victoria's Secret I have never heard of such a place <laughs> I have never gone in by myself <laughs> um, yeah so Victoria's Secret the reason I wanted to cover it was because it sounds like a weird one to cover for obviously like us talking about fad diets and kind of diet culture but actually it has had such an impact on diet culture and also kind of like on body issues image and stuff like that and has really in the last few years had a massive downfall so I really wanted wow. to talk about it okay amazing I'm I'm ready to be educated I really don't know much about it well what do you know I know that uh, they are a famous brand in America <laughs> in America do you think America doesn't exist you ask you ask the question <laughs> America, America is the question there I'm like this in and I'm pretty sure it's not it's like Narnia it's not real did I make America? that place up um, big, you know, big kind of like a, almost like the punchline to a joke of like, you know, where people would get like sexy lingerie and yes. whatnot. It's like, it's the sort of household name, uh, if you were, or the boudoir name, um, of the place where people get sexy, sexy lingerie, mostly for women, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
other than that, that's end of episode. Okay, thanks have so you much ever for joining been, Have us. you ever been in one of uh, Victoria's I Secret? I have not. Okay. Are there stores in Ireland? Yes, there are, I, there's not many. it's not in Ireland, I don't, know, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you don't think America exists. We've already covered <laughs> exactly. this. But yeah, there is definitely one, I'm pretty sure, in... Um, Dundrum, or at least there was. Okay, but there is there was a few in Ireland. But if historically speaking, yes, it's always really been in the US, and um, and then kind of come, came over to Europe and stuff. But re- really, it was North yeah. America where it started. So you got it right on. Listen, bang on the money. If anything, you knew a little too much. I know. I'm suspicious. <laughs> I should be on a list. <laughs> if anyone's listening, so. I'm so impressed with my knowledge. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. What else can I Imagine share? Imagine you were like, it was created in 1975. You know, like, you're like... 45 minutes later. You're you like, know? you tell me your favorite bra. Yeah. You're like, listen, that was a hit anyway for yeah. me. But, okay, Victoria's Secret is an American lingerie clothing and beauty retailer known for for high visibility marketing and branding. And it started with a popular catalog and followed by a very famous annual fashion show with supermodels dubbed Angels. Ah, yes, the Angels. Much like Charlie's Angels. Yes. As the largest retailer of lingerie in the United States, the brand has been struggling since 2016 due to shifting consumer preferences and ongoing controversy surrounding corporate leadership's business practices. We'll go into that a little later. Um, But Connor, do you know where the name of the shop Victoria's Secret comes from? The Queen. Oh my God, bang on the money. Does it? Queen Victoria. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I just Connor, You're a liar. You know everything about this. I'm a mole. I'm a mole. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm on the inside. No, I just assume, okay, well, when you asked the question, I thought, oh, it must be related to someone famous called Victoria. Um, it's not going to be Victoria Beckham unless it was her, you know, play yeah. school uh, attire a brand. Well, I wouldn't put it past her. Okay, she posh spice, like she had the money apparently. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But uh, then I think, okay, famous Victoria. Uh, oh, because it's the queen. It's like, what's the queen wearing under all that royal shit that she wears? You're this very fancy close to this. Stuff. Yeah. So basically, the name uh, w- was in reference to Queen Victoria, um, and associated associated with the refinement of the Victorian era. While the secret was hidden underneath the clothes. Yes. So it's all about like what's underneath. It's tantalizing. Isn't it just? Yeah. Um, Victoria's Secret was founded by Roy Raymond and his wife, Gay Raymond, in 1977. Great name. Um, the first store was opened in the Stratford Shopping Center in Palo Alto, California. Years later, Raymond, Roy Raymond, um, said that he created the store because he was embarrassed when purchasing lingerie for his wife at a department store. <laughs> Newsweek reported that Roy Raymond stated. When I tried to buy lingerie for my wife, I was faced with racks of terry cloth robes and ugly floral print nylon nightgowns. We've all been there, Paul. And I always had the feeling that the department store saleswoman thought I was an unwelcome intruder. Wow. And so Raymond reportedly spent the next eight years studying the lingerie market. So very interesting that it came from this guy who was like, I just wanted to buy my wife some lingerie. Yeah. And I find it interesting that I'm like, could she not buy her herself? <laughs> like, I know. It's a weird thing that I'm like, I don't know if I ever want a man to gift me lingerie as much as I want to just buy my own lingerie that's comfortable with my own ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> especially especially the nylon frilly uh, weird garments that he was buying in these Yeah, stores. yeah. Apparently he was buying her a poncho and he was like, why can't I just buy my wife a so nightgown poncho? So he brings her home a poncho uh, yeah. lingerie and she's like, I don't know. And he's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to spend the next eight years researching this <laughs> and I'm going to start the world's biggest laundry business. It's like, really? Like, I how is that your response? I kind of think that's kind of romantic if you're like, you know what, you didn't like what I bought you. I am, and the 
the saleswoman thought I was a pervert, so yeah. I am going to spend the next eight years. Yeah. But it's it's just interesting that it came from this kind of very yeah. male way of looking at buying lingerie yeah. instead of a female way. Well, I think that. that's also why I was able to come up with where the name came from because it's just like a real like obvious like thing a guy would come up with like oh, yeah what is she wearing under there <laughs> <laughs> I want to know and I'm going to spend the next eight years finding out I won't ask anyone I yeah. won't do any market yeah. research I'm not talking to one woman no not Absolutely at all I'm not. just going to guess <laughs> so the company the company's five lingerie stores were sold to Leslie Wexner in 1982 oh, Leslie. Uh, for $1 million. So he was, Ray, Roy Raymond was doing quite well, obviously, with the shop. And, he, you know, he had five stores and everything like that. But it was very male-centered. Roy Ray. And then Leslie Wexner, I think actually it was probably coming into a little bit of trouble from what I read. And then, like, Leslie Wexner came in in 1982 and was like, actually, I really like this kind of idea that you have. Mm. I'm going to buy it for a $1 million. Les Wexner then revamped Victoria's Secret sales model towards a more greater focus on female customers. Um, Victoria's Secret's transformed into a mainstay that broadly, that sold broadly accepted underwear with new colours, patterns, styles, that promised sexiness packaged in a tasteful, glamorous way with a snob of appeal of European luxury. (laughs) Those Europeans love their underwear. (laughs) Colourful underwear. Um, So it was meant to appeal to female buyers. To further this image, the Victoria's Secret catalogue continued the practice that Raymond began. Um, and it, it basically, that was like why it was such a huge hit was that it had this catalogue where people from at home could buy. You know what I mean? Yes, <clears throat> okay. People, obviously, yeah. whatever. Sometimes we find it very difficult to go into a shop like that. Right. They'd buy from home. But you know what's really interesting that I found mad? That now with the catalogue, they listed the company's headquarters as at a fake London address. Huh. instead of at the real headquarters in Columbus, Ohio. And that was because obviously they wanted to, it to be yeah. like, oh, it's sort of European yeah. and like cool and foreign and sexy. Exactly. Um, the stores were then redesigned to evoke a 19th century England, okay? I'm like just uh, trying to picture all of this. Is this yeah. what the modern stores look like? It's like I'm, I'm imagining Hogwarts, like Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, like Victorian <laughs> tea rooms. What's in this press? And yeah, you open it, yeah. it's just G-strings. Um, Wexner rapidly expanded into American shopping malls and it, the company grew with 100... 350 stores nationwide and sales of a billion by the early 1990s. So as you can imagine, 1982, we bought it for a million, then it was worth a billion in 1990, in the early 1990s. Oh my goodness. Okay? Um, so it became the largest lingerie retailer in the United States. That's a lot of pants. That is a lot of pants. It was very little material. Um, okay, so basically why we're talking about this today, okay? Yes, I'm curious. I'm, you're curious. From ninth, it was. It really all starts from the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Now, have you ever heard of the Victoria's Secret fashion show? I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you have too. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is it on? What channel is it on? Oh yeah. What time? So from 1995 through to 2018, the Victoria's Secret fashion show was an essential part of the brand's image, featuring an annual runway spectacle of models promoted by the company as fantasy angels. So they okay. were basically models that were like referred to as angels on the show. Um. By basically, you know, uh, I'll go into kind of other things that the that the company did. They basically Victoria's Secret uh, with this runway really catapulted uh, kind of into a cultural zeitgeist. Right, being an angel was really important. It was a big part of being a, a model. Like if you were like, if okay. you were, I think fifty models were chosen a year to do okay. this. If you were chosen, it was like, oh my god, you're your CV. You're well, you're one of the top fifty best looking people in the world. Like every, mm-hmm. all of their models were always featured as like the top 100 most beautiful people in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as you can imagine, if if Victoria's Secret just picked you 
they had a certain look they were going for and it was very specific. So these models, in order to get that look or kind of become the mold of an angel, went through a lot to do it, okay? okay? And also by doing that, if you think about it, Victoria's Secret being like the biggest lingerie retailer in America and then, of course, going global, by them deciding what was beautiful with the very specific look of like these 50 women who also then kind of didn't look like that, had to like really change their bodies... Victoria's Secret became basically like the decider of what was beautiful for a long time. Right, okay. Okay. Um, so, taste makers, if you Taste makers, exactly, which is what I call my mouth. Um, the 1990s saw the company's further expansion, shopping malls, and basically Victoria's Secret came up with the Miracle Bra, right? The new brand, Body Vogue Victoria. The Miracle Bra essentially was a push up bra. Okay, okay, but Victoria's Secret came up with it and everyone was like, oh my God, your tits look amazing. And you know, that it just kind of catapulted them. And then they had also the pink line, which I remember very distinctly. This came out in 2002. <laughs> Victoria's Secret announced the launch of Pink, a brand that aimed to appeal to teenagers. Oh, interesting. So here you have, again, yeah. Victoria's Secret, which is like a lingerie store. Yeah. Suddenly having a brand that was for teenagers as well. Okay. Okay. We're getting into dangerous territory here, folks. I know. Um, I'm not saying any more words now. <laughs> but you mentioned um, the Miracle Bra. Was that basically just like an update of the Wonder Bra from previous? Yeah. I, I wonder, I have to, I would have to look into into it when the Wonder Bra kind of took off because the Miracle Bra was, was basically you know, kind yeah. of like a signature of Victoria's Secret. So I don't know if which was the chicken or the egg situation. I well, don't know if they came first or the Wonder Bra. The, I, I happen to know this actually. <gasps> Connor, a, you know what? You're such a fucking liar. You know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just testing you, Grace. No. Okay, so here's where I reveal my secret knowledge. No, uh, this is Connor's secret. Okay. Um, my new podcast. Um, no, basically I read a biography a few years ago about Howard Hughes. You know, the oh, yeah. engineer, inventor, extraordinaire, Mr. Burns, yeah. inspiration in The Simpsons. He was a germaphobe as well, wasn't he? He, he was a, very, a lot yeah, of things. Goblet, yeah. And he was also in the movie business. And yeah. there was a film that he made, uh, that he produced, uh, directed by Howard Hawks. I think it was, I think it was Jane Mansfield, I think. Oh, yes. Was yeah. the star of the movie. And... Um, Whatever way one day when she was on set in costume, whatever way she was dressed, her breasts looked a certain way, okay? Okay. And he thought, oh, that's fabulous. All breasts should look like that. <laughs> so he wrote a note, a handwritten note that is in a museum somewhere. He wrote a handwritten note to the costume department and said, if you create her brassiere to be a certain way with these dimensions at this velocity, if a train leaves the station at this time... <laughs> Um, and the costume lady looked at it and went away and what the fuck is this man talking about? And she went away and created this like probably very like unesthetically appealing bra, but yes. did the job to sort of like lift her breasts in a certain yeah. way that that's how they looked under her under her clothes. And then that basically found its way into the fashion industry and uh, that was the Wonder Bra. That so, is insane yeah. that you know that. Yeah. Well, but also that, that that's an amazing kind yeah. of piece of, you know what I mean, like trivia. trivia. Yeah, totally. Why is it always men who are like, <laughs> exactly. oh, so you should look like that? You know what would be better? <laughs> wait, wait. You know what would be better? I, I've never spoken to Jane once in my life. Uh, don't ask her. She's <laughs> yeah. very comfortable right now. I think every woman should look like this. So yeah. I'm just going to make this thing. <laughs> Uh, oh my God, Howard Hughes, how dare you? <laughs> right, okay. So let's get into it, okay. Um, I'm going to talk very quickly about the uh, runway show, okay. So as I said, Connor, who obviously is knows everything about Victoria's Secret, we've just found out about the bra world. Encyclopedic um, knowledge. <laughs> um, 
The first Victoria's Secret fashion show was held in 1995, as I said before, and it was broadcast on primetime American television. The fashion show, overseen by Ed Razik, okay? Okay. Ed Razik is going to come up again. Um, he was uh, head of Victoria's Secret. And I'm going to tell you right now, had links to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. It, very not good. Not a great dude. We're going to it later. But anyway, he was he described the... Um, he 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 oversaw the fashion show, okay, and which was described by New, Newsweek as a combination of self-assured strutting for women and voyeuristic pleasures for men that made lingerie mainstream entertainment. Okay, it was it's weird that this. I mean, this is before internet porn was like widely available, so people yeah. were just like, "Oh my god, women in underwear on television! Exactly. Let's all tune in, gather exactly. the whole family around." <laughs> Like, and then let's bring them to Hooters. Make That's sure not your weird. teenage daughters are watching. It's a good example for them. Exactly. Victoria's Secret's first ever online streaming for their fashion show was in 1999. Um, the 18 Minutes webcast was at the time the internet's biggest event since its inception. Um, as you said, Connor, let's gather the family round. Yeah, since the um, Space Jam website launch, which is a deep cut right there. <laughs> The show featured Tyra Banks, Heidi Klum, Stephanie Seymour. So like the, some of the biggest supermodels of the day. Okay. Um, like literally, I think they, Victoria's Secret technology couldn't handle how many people streamed <laughs> this. And like it basically broke the internet. Oh my God. <laughs> the webcast went down. Um, the company's webcast saw over 1.5 million visits. Um, and then, of course, like next year, it like went up to 2 million. So listen, very, very popular, right? The budget for the fashion show went from 12 million, okay, um, in 2011. That was from 120,000 at the at, the, at its inception. So as, as you can see, it was really big deal for the company that this like fashion show was like every year got bigger and bigger. Um, but in November 2019, Victoria's Secret cancelled its runway show. So it ran from 1995 to 2018. And in 2019, they said, no, we're done. Okay, oh. we have to cancel it. In 2021, the company said there was no plans to relaunch the show. Um, or there are plans to relaunch the show, sorry, but without Victoria's Secret Angels. Now, Connor, can you guess what happened? Into the, like, kind of like, if you think about it, around from 1995 to 2018, yeah. every year it was on. It got bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. The budget got bigger. They had musical acts like Bruno Mars. To, in, apparently 2001 was their biggest year. They had Andrea Bocelli. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which, and by the way, you would see these classy like... Classy event. <laughs> classy event. You'd see the angels walk by him in just their underwear. <laughs> He'd be so, like, it's such a weird thing yeah. that this happened. But they had like Taylor Swift. They had Andrea... Um, Ariana Grande, like they had the biggest acts would perform at the Victoria's Secret thing. So what do you think kind of in 2018, 2019 changed that they would be like, okay, we're, we're doing oh, so? Oh, I mean, it was the advent of like Me Too and stuff, wasn't it? Me Too movement? Me Too. And also just body positivity. Right, people, okay. uh, people basically demanding that this thing is kind of ridiculous. At the, you know right, what I mean? Okay. It's getting to a stage <clears> now where like <throat> every person, every woman, who was on that stage looked exactly the same. Now, right. I'm not saying they did have some diversity. Like they always had like, um, like there, there were, it wasn't like just white women on stage. They did have like mm -hmm. diversity, but no, it was mostly white women, like, okay. to be honest. But like, you know, it was never just that it was, it was really just body shapes and yes. sizes. Okay. Like every single woman walking down pretty much looked the same. Um, so now when it came to, when they were asked about diversity, okay, um, Basically, the trouble began brewing um, in the last few years, presumably because viewers, namely female ones, started to get bored. The models all looked the same. The fashion was bizarre and unwearable, like really unwearable. 
Demand for more diversity in its casting began to reach a fever pitch. In 2018, the show netted only 3.3 million viewers, its lowest ratings ever since like, the webcast mm-hmm. when it turned into a TV show. Yeah. A steep drop from 5 million vi- viewers the year before. But Victoria's Secret wa- is, wasn't even trying to give its customers um, and viewers lip service when it came to diversity. In 2018, the company's then president, Ed Rezark, here he is again, Rezak, who doesn't seem to understand that saying absolutely nothing is always an option, opened his mouth <laughs> in response to the mounting complaints. In an interview with Vogue, he said he wouldn't have transsexuals in the show because the show is a fantasy. Okay. I actually don't even know what that means. Okay. But he said they tried to do a plus-size fashion show in the past. No one had any interest in it. Still don't, he said. Now, scandal ensued. He resigned. Um, and that year, indeed, they did, in fact, hire their first transgender um, model, Valentina Sampio, for the catalogue shoot, but not for the fashion show. OK, so on top of this, um, the company has had other scandals. In 2014, they released a lingerie line called Body, whose ads featured the perfect body scrolled across images of their models. So they oh, literally wow. put... <laughs> I mean, you know what? Sometimes I'm like, God, you got gumption to just back it up and go, this is what we think is perfect and everyone else is a hideous monster. You know what I mean? Um, oh, they had other things. That they had a, really going for it. They're like, really... Like, you know when you're just like, no, we're going like, to hammer down on this message. Yeah. It's Go East collection included a mesh teddy bear called the Sexy Little Geisha, which came with a matching mini fan. Wow, yeah. cultural appropriation. Yeah, watch. exactly. The show, the sh- fashion show, had been consistently accused of cultural appropriation, um, which made all the more offensive by how few models of color there were. Um, <laughs> of course. Now, okay. Oh, also, <laughs> at a meeting in Victoria's Secret's headquarters in Ohio, an employee asked Mr. Wexner, who's kind of one of the heads there as well, um, what he thought about the retail industry's embrace of different body types. He was dismissive. He said. No, nobody goes to a plastic surgeon and says, make me fat. <laughs> you don't know that. You know what? You actually you don't. You don't know that. You don't know. And if, actually, can I just say one thing? Some people have gone to get like... Um, Certain parts of their body, body fatter. They're, yeah. You know, what's, what's it called? BBLs? Brazilian like for, butt lift. Yeah, 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 exactly. People are going in being like, put not, it in my bum, baby. Not that I know what that is. Connor, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Connor, what's going on here? You know also, a lot about this. when I walk out of the room, don't look. <laughs> don't stare. Um... Um, in in also you know Ed Razik doubled down on his comments uh, when it came to when he said there was no interest in portraying a wider range of shapes and sizes he says uh, I'm always asking myself if we do that what is the reason we did it did we include them because it was the right thing to do or because it was the politically correct thing to do do they take the place of somebody who worked a year for the opportunity and cried when they found out they didn't get it? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. It's like, Sorry. I don't want thin people to cry. I want fat people to cry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to fat people crying, but I don't like it when a thinny <laughs> cries. Okay, so also I just wanted to, let's let's go into the models and diets. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a tough Okay, read. but also just on the plastic surgery thing, I don't think anyone, I mean, maybe someone has gone in and said, I would like a double chin, please. Um, and maybe you know. someone's got in with a picture of me and been like, this. <laughs> I want this. And I'm like, listen, like, give the people what they want. It's a free country. You know, just a bunch of people who look like me on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Some stumpy, gorgeous ladies out there. Um, okay, so 
the models who take part in this. This is kind of the real reason we're talking about it. Okay. Every year, Connor, I always remember watching. No, I never watched the show, but okay. I was always watching like E News. When right. E News came to Ireland, it was I was on top. <laughs> Last of it. year. Last year, because <laughs> we're so far behind. No, but you know, when I was like a teenager and I'd be watching a bit of E News or just like the E Channel. Every year, they'd always cover the Victoria's Secret okay. thing. And it wasn't just the fashion show. They'd talk to the models beforehand. They'd go through their training regimen. They'd go through what they were eating. And Okay, interesting. There'd be segments of them beforehand, like following them through it all and everything like that. And it was like, I basically put into Google to try and remind myself of, of these things. Victoria's Secret models diet. Please don't Google it the results are tough to watch. Like, as in, like, now that I look back at it, I was like, I remember being like, these girls are just amazing and what they're doing is so good. And now I read up and I'm like, oh my God, these poor women, like, what they were going through to Why, be, part of the be part of the show. So, um, basically, you're talking about, like, some of the highest profile models like Kendall Jenner, Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, um, all taking part of this, Kate. These are modern... <laughs> Models, models you're talking yeah. about, yeah. He's pretending he doesn't know. No, because I, the name Kendall, Kendall Jenner, I was like, that's a Kardashian. That's a Kardashian, yeah. yeah. And then Gigi and Bella Hadid, they're like two of the biggest models I've of the day. I've heard those names yes. before. I don't know if I've seen them. Um, um, <laughs> got to cover your tracks, got <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. I'm not like some like, you know, like uh, husband in the 90s who's like, oh, I've never <laughs> seen a naked woman other than my wife. You know, I'm like, if I'd seen them, I would be like, I don't know why I'm going red right now. <laughs> you are, you're totally Good thing we're not red. filming this. Um, so I, I kind of, because I could have gone through, there were so many options I could have gone through to read up on everything. I actually decided to go one article, um, The Guardian, which was Victoria's Secret's show Angels Lingerie. They went through in great detail, kind of what, it was a 2018 article about what, um, the Angels kind of had had to go through, kind of a look back on, um, the way we have promoted this as like, um, a positive the diets that they took part in. Because actually a lot of the um, Google searches I found, like results were like, we're talking about how to follow the angels okay. diet. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go down that route. I kind of want to know overall what they were doing and how it has affected them. So hard work is a term you hear a lot of Victoria's Secret angel, uh, models or angels, as as they're called, um, have... Uh, Hard work is like a term that you hear a lot that they will throw around when they say they, they like when they're talking about the show and what they've gone through. OK, so it means the hard work. What it really means is exercise, training, toning, boxing, skipping, using the hashtag train like an angel online and working. Out Why not just trangel? Hashtag trangel. There you go. Connor, you, you're so good at marketing. I should be working for Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'd still be in business if they had brighter Maybe minds. Maybe they'd like answered me. any of my emails. Yeah. Um, I've been sending them these ideas once a week. I send them five <laughs> ideas. Do they get back to me? No. This is why their business is failing. This is why that five million viewers went to 3.5 million in less than yeah. a year. And you know as well, Connor, I just feel like another man really needs to get involved exactly. in the Andre Thank industry. You. Another straight man needs to come in yeah. and go, this is what it should well, look this like. Is what, this is what straight men want to see. I'm like Herod Hughes. I'm like the modern Herod Hughes. He had, he invented Wonder Bra. I yeah. invented hashtag trangels. Yeah. I want to see tits up at the eyes. That's what I want to <laughs> exactly. see. Okay, I want to see them so far pushed up. <laughs> My eyes are down here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, so they use the hashtag train like an angel and they would work out in invite only classes with names such as the Skinny Bitch Collective. Okay. okay. 
<laughs> the show's strict weight and body fat requirements, endlessly, endlessly speculated on in the media, would go far beyond the reach of what most adult women would be capable of doing. Um, Indeed, they were uh, far beyond the reach of most models, which is why the 50 or so picked to be part of the Victoria's Secret family each year had to endure months of diet, dieting and exercise. Model Robin uh, Lawley has appeared in Sports Illustrated and on the cover of Vogue Italia in Australia, as well as, as, well as modelling for, you know, Ralph Lauren and loads of different places. She went to a Victoria's Secret casting six years ago and was not hired it's a running joke that they see curvier girls every year and never cast them, she says. This whole starvation camp situation before you before you have to walk the catwalk is ridiculous. Some of them are my friends on the, on the stage. I'm not pulling them apart, but they have put their bodies to such extremes once they, ca- they cast the show. They couldn't maintain that kind of lifestyle or they'd die. Now, a quick thing, um, Victoria's Secret's models have gotten thinner over the 23 years of the fashion show. How much thinner As, can they get? I know. They're fading away. Go have a old sandwich there. Exactly. It basically, um, over the 23 years of the fashion show, a study found that they have gotten thinner. <laughs> so cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Nalim Vashi, an assistant pr- a professor of dermatology at Boston University, um, analysed the measurements of the models who walked the runway um, over the 23 years from 1995 to 2018. Overall, these models became slimmer and their dress size decreased, says Vashi. The ratio stayed the same, meaning the ratio of like their body measurements. Okay. So Victoria's Secret apparently had a very distinctive, like here's what we want your body measurements to be in terms of like ratio. Okay. So your bust to hip should be a certain ratio. Yeah. It didn't matter kind of what inch it was as long mm-hmm. as it was a certain ratio. Oh, I mean, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I get you. So as the obviously Victoria models got thinner, the average American woman actually got larger as well. Right. Um, and the concern over the rising disparity um, came up, like was uh, mentioned in, in a paper called Unattainable Standards of Beauty. Basically, these findings represent an ideal of beauty that continuously moves away from the characteristics of the average American woman found the study. Um, Victoria's Secret obviously did not uh, reply to this email or your emails. Um, But the study notes a dramatic recent rise in cosmetic surgery with buttocks and lower body lift procedures increasing by, this is a mad percentage now, okay, by 4,295% and 256% respectively since since the year 2000, okay? That is an insane Mm. Increase. Astronomical. If anything, I was just like, that can't be right. You know what I mean? But then I'm like, from the year 2000, actually, that does sound right. It's been 22 years now. This study, I'm pretty sure, came out in uh, 2018. But, no, it came out in 2020. Apologies. But that's 20 years, actually. And that made sense to me. Because I was like, do you know what? Cosmetic procedures now are so normalized Mm -hmm. that... Like people, you know, and maybe I, I, I wonder if they're including procedures such as Botox or because sure. Botox obviously isn't like a long lasting yeah. procedure. But I would know even like lip fillers and things like that. These are just things that now have become kind of Definitely. something that people might even get for a wedding. Or just kind of like, right, a, okay. yeah, or like a little freshen up or something. Oh, goodness, yeah. I don't think that was in any way part of culture in the year 2000. No, absolutely. Like, I mean, in the early 2000s, we were basically every tabloid or reality star or like those all those MTV kind of like yeah. reality shows that were popping up everyone was going off and getting boob jobs and you know nose jobs and things like that and it was kind of a novel thing at yes. the time you know and it was 
it was newsworthy. Oh, new, so newsworthy know? that like people would like disappear from society for six months yeah. and then come back and be like, what? I had nothing done. I just fell on my face mm-hmm. a bit. You know what I mean? And they'd never admit to it. Now it's like actually admitting to it kind of yeah. isn't a big deal at all. Um, but yeah, basically uh, the study found that bus measurements dropped from 32.9 inches to 32 inches. Okay, that's 0.9 inch, which actually I know these things don't make it, but like having been a person who's been measured many times on different diets, those things would be things that they'd be applauded. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's so amazing to mm-hmm. lose that much. is actually really difficult. Waist size dropped from 20 24.7 inches to 23.6. That's over an inch the waist size dropped for these models who would not have had much to lose in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the sh- hips shrank from 34.9 34.4 it's 5 inches those hips shrank on average for the models over 23 years no. the average dress size dropped from 5.2 to 3.7 so um, to, for, to decrease the dress size from 5.2 to 3.7 that's a significant difference to slim off an inch off one person's waist that's a very hard thing to do and like the fact that like it's at a time, these, this was happening at a time where you have the polar, pluralities of like the body positivity movement and then people who are just ardent dieters. Like it's, it's like we are in this moment where yeah. we still have this real big split happening. But anyway, back to the models. Every year, as I said to you, Connor, when I was, when the Victoria's Secret show would come up, I would see all of these like articles or like mini kind of segments on things following the, you know, praising these models for what they were doing. The Independent, Grazia Vogue, the Daily Mail, all published guidelines to how to look like a Victoria's Secret model every year, okay? Occasionally, they get journalists to actually try the diets themselves, right? Um, And they'd end up being exhausted and hungry, unable to concentrate or eat out with their friends, okay? Because that was something we were thinking of doing. Do you remember when we were starting the podcast? We were like, yeah. oh, will we try the diets? with that?" Because we've already done them. <laughs> but yeah. like, will we try some that we haven't? And I actually was like, I actually refuse to put my body through that. I don't think it's mm-hmm. fun or funny because I think when you do show people like, oh, it's just a bit of fun, we'll try it out. It's actually like these things can do damage to you. And like, it's not funny that you can't concentrate or eat out with friends and then go, God, they're great for doing it though, aren't they? I just, I'm just not possible. I'm yeah. not capable, you know? Yeah, and that is kind of a trend you see a lot on um, YouTube. You see like, we tried the Marvel superhero workout for yeah, a whole month yeah, or we tried yeah. this diet or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, like if you're just like, you know, a fiend for likes and kind yes. of like the spectacle yeah, of it yeah. and then also not really kind of like, like to do it in like, Remember when supersize me, like, and he yeah. kind of did it to yeah. sort of prove a point, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind oh, of, the McDonald's one, yes, yes, yeah, yes, to kind yeah. of prove, you know, yeah, to 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 make a comment about fast food. You know, he's got all sorts of like controversy around him, and, and, and essentially, but you know, the essence of that was to kind of like shine a light on something. Yeah. But I think a lot of people do it for like, oh, I got pretty ripped actually doing this thing for a month. I don't know if I do it all the time, like you say, yeah, like, but, yeah. And I just think as well when you when you do that, like. If, it's very hard then to critique the diet because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I did notice a change in a month. Yeah. Well, of course you did on a yeah. really restrictive, insane diet. Yeah. <laughs> but are you going really like, but is this healthy long term? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And and obviously like only like for say like the Marvel diets, I'm like, yeah, these people are backed by a massive studio who are going to mm-hmm. pay for everything. <laughs> and yeah. even they turn around and go, it's hell. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're like, let's try it. It could be fun. Um, anyway, one diet, right, that the Victoria's Secret models went through, suggested by trainer Stephen Pastorino, 
is so restricted that by the end, even cauliflower and broccoli are out. <laughs> Don't make a pig of yourself on cauliflower and broccoli. Did you steam a broccoli head last night, you stupid no, fat I, I sautéed it. It's like, you're out. You are no longer an I angel. I just some cauliflower rice. Cauliflower rice, by the way, is disgusting. Cauliflower rice. Cauliflower rice. Okay, like, and you know me, I love my weird bullshit food. Potato right? milk, yeah. Yeah, potato milk. <laughs> I will stand by potato milk. Great. No, uh, actually, potato milk was just kind of like nothing. It was yeah. just kind of like, what is going on here? Yeah. Cauliflower rice, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, cauliflower pizza base, would you ever fuck off? That I've is, never had it. It's wrong. It's yeah. like a sponge. It's like eating your pizza <laughs> off a sponge. Never. Never. And you know what? Like people need it because it's like, you know, like maybe you can get like a fully gluten-free one. But the one I had was like half cauliflower, half like, you know, some sort of flour or something like yeah. that because they need some sort of flour to bind it together. No, it was like, yeah. oh, it was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Never. Do you know when you're like, what if I died after eating this? And then like. That was your last meal? That was my last meal. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, if you believe in heaven, you're up at the gates of St. Peter. He's like, oh, so what did you end on? And you're like, I had it. <laughs> Cauliflower base. And he was like, why? We gave you bread. (laughs) We were like, yeah, I don't... I can't even explain diet culture to you, St. Peter. I don't want to explain. It was a weird time. I was training to be a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, I just, you know... Cut some extra calories. Exactly. So, model Barbara Palvin, um, after one show, her boyfriend brought her a bag of cheeseburgers to eat after uh, a show because to prove how little she'd been eating before. A bag of cheeseburgers. (laughs) It's just like a bag of chips and you just, or a bag of crisps and you just, one at a time. <clears throat> I mean, a I'm not against it. How many were in this bag, a Grace? A bucket of cheeseburgers. A sixer, a sixer of cheeseburgers. Just, just break one off. Like <laughs> With the rings. <laughs> I mean, that, does, that, does that sound bad? I don't think so. Marry this man. Yeah. Um, when he brought her the bag of cheeseburgers, as because a, kind of like she wanted almost, or like to be like look almost, it, you're disgusting no, you're not eating al- yeah almost to be like how little you ate before like I'm, I'm worried about you okay. sort of thing so from what need, I can tell from this article you need your protein <laughs> you need your grease and lard I got you a bucket of cheeseburgers baby <laughs> um, Adriana Lima the brand's longest serving model told the Telegraph in 2011 that she cuts out all solid foods nine days before the appearance okay Many models do not drink fluids either. Oh. Dehydration drink is a massive... fluids? What? Yeah, dehydration is a massive problem. That makes problem. me thirsty. Hang on, I'm just going to take a sip of water. <laughs> One fashion editor, editor said dehydration is a massive problem. Um, essentially, it is the circus they can consider to be competitive anorexia before the broadcast is streamed, Okay. Okay. Welcome to Victoria's Secret Fashion Show 2022. This show is different from everything you've ever seen before. We've heard your feedback, we've taken it on board, and now we're back, and we're different. Today's musical guest is Ed Sheeran singing, of course, The Shape of You, which, of course, is the shape Victoria's Secret wants you to be. The perfect shape, the only shape. We have our first angels struggling up the runway now. Oh, actually, excuse me, we're not calling them angels anymore. We wanted to show some respect to the models now. Yes, we're doing that now. We're now calling them unicorns. The first sparkling unicorn strutting her stuff down the runway is stunning. Look at her prance like a pixie. I don't know what a pixie is, but, and I don't even know if they exist in our reality, but she's got it. 
Okay, now our next unicorn. I, I, I know we're all PC these days, but I just have to say this next one is just hot. Like 10. Stone cold 10. Sorry, that's 2018 me talking. I know there are kids watching, and they better be. Because we've got a kids lingerie line coming out. Little sexy angels. I just came up with that name now. Just right now, I'm impressed with myself. But yes, of course, we've gotten some flack in the past. The words dehydration, dizziness, abuse of human rights were thrown around. So, with that in mind, the next unicorn on the runway has actually drank so much water. She is translucent. And she is a marvel to behold. I spent a lot of time in preparation with the models, and I can't even tell which one this is as she trundles down the runway. Stop everything. Here she is. The woman of the hour. An actual skeleton. What we have always wanted here at Victoria's Secret. Ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, we did the lingerie for that. Shiver me timbers. Victoria's Secret. We don't know who this is for. I Know The Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you want to hear more bonus exclusive content for FadCamp, make sure to log on to Headstuff Plus and for as little as a fiver a month, you can support our show and other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network and hear exclusive content from FadCamp. That's bonus episodes, photos, videos. It's a really good time. So we hope to see you there. Now back to the show. Adriana Lima, as you said, was one of the longest serving um, models at the show. Okay. She retired from the branch in 2017 after 20 years. In June of that year, a video on her Instagram account showed her struggling through a workout, okay? And she said in the video, seeing this video makes me emotional. Sometimes people look at you from the outside and think her job is so easy. Not that I'm complaining. Remember, when they don't know what you've gone through. Here I am, four weeks after giving birth. Four weeks after giving birth. Oh my goodness. To my beautiful daughter, Valentina. And after days of physical therapy, because I had a fractured knee putting all my focus to get ready for a fashion show. And she said 60 pounds heavier. I learned something during that time. Once you love something, absolutely nothing will have the power to stop you, not even your mind or body. Now, her saying that, I'm going to say, is some of the most batshit, crazy diet culture shit I've ever heard. Yeah. It is never a good idea to exercise on a fucking fractured knee. Oh God, no. Four weeks after you've given birth. And you know when you're like, four weeks! <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. Oh when, God, that poor and like, woman. That, and she's there being like emotional because she's like, never yeah. give up, never. And you know when yeah. you're like, this is such eating disorder, body mm-hmm. uh, dysmorphia, diet bullshit. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is never give up, work through the pain. No, your body's trying to tell you something. And it's like, it's a fashion show. Like, no, fucking fence. But well, maybe the- maybe a, a month after your kid, they should just be going, ah, here, babes. <laughs> go out and whatever you want to your body's beautiful yeah. you've managed to push out a human being absolutely like there is that kind of brainwashed side of things where this story and it's sort of bravado as well and it's the yes. story being 
sort of um, reframed as look at what I pushed through yeah, to yeah. follow my dreams. And it's like, no, look at what your the dreams you've been fed or, yes. or you know, uh, yeah. uh, or convinced yourself that you need to achieve. Look at what that's driven you to and yeah. what danger that's put you through. And, you know, <clears throat> you've just had a child. Like, I mean, like you deserve a break and, you know. All because hair refuses is like, this is what your taste should look like. <laughs> exactly, because some guy, and then like. You say, and it like, is some guy, like no offense, but it is. Totally. Some, it's some executive being like, yeah. I only like women a certain way, yeah. so you better get back to it. Exactly. And it's like, again, like you say, like for a fashion show, it's like, and even like, you know, for me, like I've never even seen it. Maybe I've seen, you know, clips of it or flick passing yeah, on TV yeah, or whatever, yeah. but I would never sit in front of a TV and be like, I hope those models are pushing themselves <laughs> to the fucking edge, edge. for my enjoyment. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? As Even if I was like aroused or turned on by that and I was like, yeah. oh, I want to buy that yeah. like uh, laundry for my partner. Yeah. I still want the fucking people who are modeling it to be as happy and healthy and, you know, safe and as the, possibly can be. Like. I know. And at the end of the day, what's really sad is that, like, when I think about it, you know, the terms they're using, even her talking there, it's like she's an athlete going mm, for the Olympics. Totally. Right? I was just thinking that as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, at least with, with athletes, they're like, I'm going for Olympic. No, I'd hope they'd never be pushing themselves to the point of, of and, the, and there's I'm also a, lot, a whole a conversation do. about that. Yeah. But they're like, I want to achieve something. I want to, you know, my, I want my body to, for some sort of athleticism to maybe break a record, you know, yeah. <clears throat> to get the gold. It's the sad thing that like with athletes will allow them to make themselves bigger, maybe to make themselves take up more space, to make themselves get the glory. And for these women, we're just like, you need to make yourself as small and thin as possible. Yeah, but like, and even like, I mean, you it's know. just a malleable, it's, it's us saying that you need to manipulate your body, mm -hmm. even if it's with athletes. I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable with this. Yeah. It's an aesthetic. It's not actually to even make it healthier. Yeah. It's an aesthetic here. But like, and we can, I think we can all agree that the athletes are probably fucking at least drinking fluids, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, in their training. Yeah. They're like, probably having some some sort of water, yeah, yeah before the fucking show. <laughs> at yeah. least, like, yeah. you know. So, Ed Razik, here he is again. Oh, yeah. Um, denies that the brand has had a hand in how the models train. The girls have just continued to get more physically fit, he told Vogue. Just by accident. Just by accident. This trip into the gym. We don't tell them to. They compete with one another and one another and they work hard. They work in pairs. They work in threes. <laughs> <laughs> two by two, they went to the gym. It's like, who the fuck are you, man? They skipped down the runway in their fractured here? They seem at, this seems at odds, by the way, with an interview he gave to Forbes in 2015, in which he recalled a model asking him, why she didn't make it into the show before when when she had appeared in the show the year before? And he's he like, replied, I pointed right at a bag of cheeseburgers, <laughs> and I was like, "There's your fucking reason." I slapped her in the face with a bag of cheeseburgers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "You tell me why." And he said to this bottle, "Every night I see a picture of you on Instagram from a club, night after night, and every night you were you were doing that while Adriana Lima was jumping rope for three hours." Wow, what's he doing looking at his models' Instagrams at night, yeah. Ed? Don't guy, you have a family to go home to? The like, guy who was linked to Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. yeah, I wonder. Oh yeah, this is from uh, Robin Lolly, the model we heard from before. She said, it's pitting girls against girls, which I think is a revolting technique. Razik uh, is trying to make out as though he has got nothing to do with it, which is complete bullshit. It wouldn't happen like that normally. Those girls don't have to start themselves like that when they're not working for, for that runway. 
um, they all have body dysmorphia. That's the thing. All these girls, they all have beautiful bodies and none of them need to do any of it. The, that's the irony of the whole thing. Mm. Now, Victoria's Secret spokesperson did come out and say we would never dictate any sort of diet regime for our models. We promote a healthy lifestyle. What I find very interesting as well, knowing a bit how media works, how these stories suddenly would be part in newspapers a few weeks leading up to the, you know what I mean, fashion show. And yeah. for them to be like, we, 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 we don't yeah. say they need to diet. But how... Do they suddenly become like, those stories suddenly are out there a few weeks before the runway show when they want to like promote it to hell. And they're saying, oh, we've got nothing to do with it. Yeah, and that actually kind of reminds me a bit of our conversation we were talking about the Marvel um, superheroes workouts. And I think it was Kumail yes. who said, I mean, he had a whole thing on it, which was really fascinating. It was really well-rounded. But I think he said, oh, they were like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, you know, and, and the director, Chloe Joe, yeah. she was like, oh, you don't need to work out. And he's like, no, I want to do it. And they're like, okay, let's pump yeah. our, yeah. you know, all of our support and all of that into yeah. that. But we were kind of saying, it's like, yeah, like you get the role in the Marvel movie and they point to the wall and go, okay, well, there's Chris Hemsworth. You know, okay? And <laughs> yeah. then we have uh, Chris Evans. In. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the before and after picture of Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. even Paul yeah. Rudd got ripped. It's yeah. like, but you, you're fine just the yeah, way you yeah, are. Like, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. also have all of these like trainers and shit if you want. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like in the Victoria's Secret world, it's like, oh no, we we, don't, we just, we suggest that, <laughs> oh, maybe go to the gym once or twice yeah, a week yeah. and, and run yeah. up to, you know, just to sort of freshen yeah. up. And then like, we just show them lingerie that's about two sizes too small for them yeah. and go, and listen, yeah. if you could possibly fit into this. Great. If not, fuck off and <laughs> never come back. That's all. Just never and, like, darken our door again. And if you don't want again. to go eat a bag of fucking cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the alternative. Yeah. Now, things obviously, as I said in the last few years, thankfully, the tide has been changing, okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bridget Malcolm, who modelled in 2015 and 2016 shows, apologised for publicising her damaging eating habits and exercise regime. <clears throat> and which is actually a, a really brave thing to do. Yeah. To come out. She said, body dysmorphia is a terrifying thing, she wrote. I have had countless conversations with fellow models, all of whom are tiny, where they call themselves fat. It's such a hard thing to understand if you are removed from this. But when it comes to the mental game like this, it grows wings of its own. See what you did there? Angels, wings. Uh -huh. Love it. These models, they know Love what they're doing. It. They know what they're doing. So in 2016, another former angel, Erin Heatherton, said she was pressured to lose weight by the company. Despite exercising twice a day and following a strict meal plan, she was unable to meet the targets set for her. So targets set for her is also something that we were just yes, alluding okay, to. Yeah. I got to a point where one night I got home from a workout and I remember staring at my food and thinking, maybe I should just not eat. I realized I couldn't go out into the world parading my body and myself in front of these women who look up to me and tell them that this is easy and simple and everyone can do this. Um, through it all, the models are expected to be grateful for the opportunity. The casting of the Victoria's Secret shows is a humiliating ritual, one in which models must essentially beg for the job. There's a video of Gigi Hadid um, casting shows, uh, one of the most successful models virtually prostating herself. The brand publishes... Prostating? Prostating. Okay, right, okay. Prostrating? Prostrating. <laughs> I was like, prostating... <laughs> Giving herself a prostate exam. Um, <laughs> I can't find it. I don't think I got one. They're like, do it. Like, you want to be on this show. You want to wear that you tongue? You find your prostate. You want to have those titties pushed up? You got to find it. So the brand publishes this as a marketing tool. So like basically like all of these models would go on Instagram and be like, please, I'm I really oh. want to be a Victoria's Secret oh, angel. Oh, like publicly? 
Oh my goodness. Not privately. I don't know how you use No, like I thought there was some sort of casting yes. like day and they're all like, okay, now you beg. Yeah. Now, okay, and now we're on to number two and beg. But no, they go online and they do a sort of a campaign kind of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically they've somehow managed to turn the Victoria's Secret show at one point into like this American dream. So that's why like it was such yeah. a pressurized time. And I know like for you, you're kind of outside of it in terms mm-hmm. of like being like, oh, is this a big deal? But like for teenage girls who were buying the pink brand that might have been in Victoria's Secret. This is what they were being shown all the time. And the Victoria Angels, like, it was such a big deal that you got chosen to be this. Right. So the fact that behind the scenes, those women were going through that just to be on that stage, Mm -hmm. like, it really was, like, you know the way we were talking about, like, Hugh Jackman in Les Mis, where he didn't drink beforehand so he, you could see all the, like, the veins. and Pecs be popping. Yeah, like, the fact that these girls were going out with essentially no clothing. Yes. That, like, you wouldn't want to have an inch of fat. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. Unforgiving, nowhere to hide. Completely nowhere to hide. Yeah. Um, it's just, there's so much I want to say in it, but actually, you know, you're saying, like, like I'm very kind of, like, removed from that world. The only kind of, like personal experience I have of this is okay so look I was an angel now (laughs) (laughs) I found that prostate and I got on that stage (laughs) no but I was hired to film at an event in Dublin in the mansion house a few years ago like 2017 and it was the like basically like the Irish like like national finals yeah to select a model to compete in Miss Universe. Right, okay, okay, yeah. And it was a very, you know, fancy, like, Dublin's finest influencer type event. Like, everyone, you know, all that that sort of, like, crowd at it. And it was a lot of, like, models and gowns who were, like, sponsored by various, like, companies around Ireland and all that and representing different counties. And it was very much like a real-life, like, beauty pageant where they had, like, you know, catwalk and, like, different types of outfits and, you know, all these, like, stunning, like, you know, different types of women from all over Ireland uh, and then they they narrowed it down to however many like three or four women at the end and they all gave their kind of like speech if I was Miss Universe I would pledge to blah 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 you know that yeah, kind of thing yeah, yeah. and then they picked a winner and all of that and I remember being like is this still a thing yeah. is this it just felt this was like in 2017 back in the dark ages like you know what I mean <laughs> We've come so far since then, but like, I was just so at the time being like, I thought this was like something that was like just yeah. like on TV in America, and you know, but it was still very much like a this would be such a badge of honor yeah. to achieve. It's kind of what yeah. you're saying about like you know, for the models, it's like this is like kind of the holy grail, the Victoria's Secret, yeah, runway kind of yeah. thing, you know. I know you're so right. Like when you do see that sometimes, I and mean, I won by the way. Did you? Uh, yeah, Good. no, I, 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 I got up on stage and I, <laughs> and I gave the speech, and I went on. I didn't win, but I placed. I did place. Did you place in Miss, Miss Geniality? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Khan <laughs> geniality, okay. But it, it like beauty pageants. I know it, probably its own episode in itself. But yeah, in in this day and age, like you know, they start. I think in was it Miss Universe or Miss World, they've gotten rid of the swimsuit section, and that has only happened. How dare they? Have they not listened to any of my emails? <laughs> listen to my emails. I just send voice messages via email. This is why no one gets back to you. But who have I been talking to? <laughs> <laughs> but like they've gotten rid of the swimsuit kind of sections of, but these are things that we're like only doing now 
Oh, and know. it does feel like even to say like, oh, the last Victoria's Secret show was in 2018. Like we're 2022. And two years of that was a pandemic. I know, yeah, it they wasn't going to happen it. anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What had so, they got planned for 2020? Who yeah, knows? exactly. Like, I love the models were just walking down with a mask. But nothing else. <laughs> but all. the mask is just really... Just mask bra. <laughs> but it's just like the mask is also just a tongue. <laughs> just the string over here. Just upside down tongue. But... You know what I mean? Like, we're only getting rid of this sort of stuff now. We're, or we're looking back at it and going, this is kind of mental <laughs> like, that we did this for so long. Yeah. So that's why, like, when to talk about Victoria's Secret, I thought it was actually really important because, like, I used to go into Victoria's Secret. I might, first of all, I could never get a bra there. That would just, my bra size was not there. Also, my bra size is a mental size anyway. But, like, it was never there. Um, I'd have to go to Marks and Spencer's. So I always remember going into Victoria's Secret. And as well, I have a belly. Like, they just never had anything that would look in any way good on me. And it was so expensive. But I always remember going in there and just feeling like I I didn't belong there. Sure. You know, so I can only imagine how, like, transgender people would feel, transgender women, or, like, anyone else who's, like, even bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and even pe- even women who are smaller, me who kind of were that I just don't think I think every single person there if you were looking if you were staring at an image or a walking or a video of a woman who has had no liquids or has only existed on liquids for nine days or hasn't had any water in 24 hours how much that messes with our heads yeah and then there was teenage girls in there buying stuff because they had their own Mm -hmm. like like label there as well so yeah like I mean it's just the whole thing like there's like you said, there's so much in it. Like, but talk about like unattainable beauty standards, yeah. even for the people who we are looking to. You know, yeah. even for the models, it's yeah. it's unattainable. Yeah. They're striving for something that is so dangerous for them yeah. to even grapple with. And like, you know, it just makes me wonder, like what's driving this and okay you could say like yeah it's like some like horny straight white man at the top going I want them thinner I want them Mm -hmm. I want them to be Mm -hmm. this measurements but like it just feels like when will it ever be good enough you know when will it ever be thin enough or you know the ratio when will that ever be like ever so that people are like yes okay that's it we've got it you know what I mean like, I just can't help but wonder, like, what does just constantly drive this? Like, like you said, you know, from the 90s to the 2000s or 2018, like, the size have just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, like 23 years, yeah. If this keeps going at that rate, like, you know, does it just keep getting, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we just, are, we literally, are we literally just, like, getting a skeleton to walk down? you know down what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, so what's the goal here? Like, at what point is it good enough? You know, so it just makes me wonder, like, is it about, like, control or is it like a competitive thing? Do you know, you know? I, I always think it's it's an interesting thing uh, and you can read up more about it yourself but I always remember um, reading about that when women were given the vote suddenly um, size <laughs> sizes got smaller. Okay. Very difficult to do anything when you're dieting. We know this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? When you dieting can take up a lot of your mental and mental emotional capacity okay. because you're hungry yeah. and actually you're prepping all the time and all this sort of stuff I think it, it's a real distraction mm. it, you know dieting and, and focusing on this is such a distraction from the rest of your life Yeah, which is why sometimes people really want to focus on it when they're going through something really tough True. in their life anytime yeah. I've gone particularly grieving yeah. that's yeah. when I've my dieting has has really like I, I've lost the most amount of yeah. weight I've ever lost and that's because I was 
in such a bad mental yeah. way. I didn't want to focus on anything it else. Distracts it distracts you. Or even, you. even if you are facing any kind of challenge, uh, it's like, how could I be, how could I handle this better? Like, yeah. you know, oh, this person it's, I like yeah. doesn't like me or I don't like these clothes or whatever it yeah. is, whatever kind of like lifestyle yeah. kind of thing. The first thing we often go to is, oh, if only I was thinner. Yeah. And like, listen, you know, women got the vote, we're part of society, obviously, but we're also the biggest consumers. Yeah. Women buy the most amount. Out of, like, I think it's something like 70%. We take up 70% of, of consume and consumption in this society. You can't get women to keep buying stuff if they're very happy with themselves. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I really do mean this. Yeah. Like, Well, as Chris he, Rock said, women be shopping. Women be shopping. You no, know, he did say that. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? He's right. Listen, I'm not going to slap him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the guy's right. What are you, Will Smith? No, <laughs> yeah. Come on. But you know what I mean? You can't, like, if you continue to tell people there's something wrong with them, whether mm -hmm. it's their skin, whether it's their weight, their appearance, yeah. appearance is just the best way of getting to us to buy something. Mm -hmm. they, they, that's what it's going to be. It's, wow. it's consumption. Yeah. So like, now changing tack, right? Obviously we've gotten a very deep philosophical spiral there Let's of why, deeper, of, of control. Let's look at something like Fenty. Okay. Uh, about... What is that? Like a type of latte? Okay, so actually I was going to ask you, what do you think Fenty <laughs> Or I was like, is this some sort of slang for fentanyl? <laughs> so Fenty is a lingerie, new lingerie line. Oh, come on, Grace. I, can, I barely just got my head around Victoria's Secret. Now I have to have another one in my head. Go on. By Rihanna. 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 Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, I've heard about this. So Rihanna, this is, do you know what's uh, after Two months after the Victoria's Secret show was shelved indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Rihanna had her Savage X Fenty fashion show, which took place in New York. Now, Connor, it couldn't have been more different from Victoria's Secret. Okay. To say diverse would actually be underplaying mm. how Rihanna, how much Rihanna is like backing diversity in like in Fenty. It she had such a myriad of different looking people. Um in her fashion show. You should actually look it up. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. I honestly would look it up. Oh, right, the actual a, show. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. more even just than like a, a runway show. It was probably, it felt like it was like a music video or something. It was such cool. amazing. But um, the hour-long show, which is on Amazon Prime, was an ideological and visual opposite to Victoria's Secret. It was dark, moody, aggressive. And above all, it had a new point of view. Rihanna said, I'm looking for unique characteristics in people that aren't usually highlighted in the world of fashion as it pertains to lingerie. It's very important when casting tells the narrative of what the brand stands for. What we stand for is mainly inclusivity. Um, like, not only, like, she had the dancers in the uh, runway show. She had uh, basically shot a performance art with musical acts, dancers, accompanied models on, like, an off-kilter kind of runway. Mm. But the dancers were wide, wide range of sizes, um, as were the models. She had Isis King and Laverne Cox, two trans women, walk down the same runway as Gigi and Bella Hadid. So she also had some of the Victoria's Secret mm. models there as well. Um, she had drag queen Aquaria appeared alongside cis women in the show. Mama Cax, a, a black woman with a prosthetic leg who also featured as a cool. model because this is something that we need to talk about again yeah. and again is also disabled people yeah. being part of um, the beauty industry. There's nothing delicate about it. There's nothing fragile about it. It's your face, it's strength, and it's confidence. So fragility was also always kind of what Victoria's Secret was going, almost like childlike stuff, Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Stuff. Even it was, it was such a weird thing. It was like tongs and push-up bras, but then like people would be dressed up as fucking unicorns. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just okay. such a weird sort of childlike thing. While like 
Fenty is more basic, kind of aggressively sexy and stuff nice. like that. Uh, nice. nice. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> fellas, am I right? Our male listeners? Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> Darren so, editing the show, nice. But the big thing, obviously, the difference between Fenty and Victoria's Secret is Fenty was owned by a woman. Yeah. So Rihanna came in and also it's like comfortable to wear mm-hmm. in comparison to wow. like Victoria's Secret was always this stuff that you were like, God, I could never wear that right. because it was so horrendously um You're selling it to me, to be honest. Yeah, exactly, I, I, like, I exactly. Wear it. But I think he also, she also had men involved in the show I as well. I think I saw and, images and of men. Larger, yeah. larger men because yeah. this is also something where I do not, I'm starting to see which is brilliant in advertising. Larger women, women of all different shapes and sizes. I do. I see them more and more, which is yeah. great. Not as much as we need to be seeing mm-hmm, them. But, sure. But I do see a lack of larger men. Yeah. I yeah, do notice definitely. that. That isn't being talked about mm-hmm. enough is sort of like body body positivity for men yeah, yeah. is kind of still yeah. very much not something that I hear or I, I see or, or hear talked about. So... When will we have our moment, Grace? <laughs> when that, will men that's have what their I want moment? To know. Now, okay, after in 2021, after the re- resignation of longtime influential executive Ed Razek, as well as the sale of the company, Victoria's Secret has kind of changed tack. And what do you think they've done, Connor? Okay, let me think. If I'm. Imagine now, uh, imagine they read your emails. If they I, finally okay, read your Okay, so let's say if I was a emails. man who was embarrassed buying lingerie for my wife and spent eight years researching it and then <laughs> But he sold, sold it, it to yes, a, yeah. a woman who sold it to an evil corporation <laughs> who trained models to be super thin and then got basically cancelled out of the business and then sold it again. Uh jumpsuits? <laughs> Ponchos? <laughs> they we, went back to the nylon <laughs> frillies. So they've basically started to make huge changes and change up the spokespeople and the people who like are the face of Victoria's Secret. Okay. They've gone down with like um, Megan Rapinoe, you know, like the, I'm saying her name, but second name incorrectly, I'm sorry, but you know, the head of the um, American Megan football. Rapinoe. No, I don't know. I've never heard of her. <laughs> the American football team. Do you remember they won the World Cup? Very famous woman. The World Cup. Oh, the American yes, soccer team. Okay, yes, yes, sorry, female yeah. American American soccer team. How how would I know an American soccer team? She was mad famous, and you know what? Like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you'd like I, if I could name a male sports star, you'd be like, oh yeah, him. But like, uh, it's, uh, I would know. <laughs> you, Grace, me. You're like Connor. You and you and your footy with your larker louts and whatnot. Actually, why does the man who knew everything about the Wonder Bra <laughs> <laughs> know this? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Megan uh, Rapinoe. Priyanka Jones, Jonas, who um, married one of the Jonas brothers recently. She's um, an Indian actress. And Naomi Osaka, who's also an American Japanese uh, tennis star. Okay. 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 So they've really gone down another route. Okay, so they've, of who, they've reclaimed it. Yes. They're okay. really trying to, I think, Rebrand. basically, Fenty has blown them out of the water. Okay. They've been really struggling and they're trying to now, apparently before, apparently plus size doesn't sell. Remember that mm-hmm, old mm-hmm. thing? And now everyone's like, oh, this is really sells. Push, yeah. push, push. Yeah. So they've really tried to change things up. Now I'm going to end on with two things, right? Ed Razek, it would be, it wouldn't be right if I didn't mention the fact that. We've got him here today. Come on in, Ed. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, baby, baby, baby. No, um, Ed Razek obviously had links to Jeffrey Epstein, as we said. Ooh. There was also a lot has come out Um. It was this an article from the New York Times in 2020 about uh, Victoria's Secret harassment behind oh, the scenes. Geez. There was a lot that went on. Yeah. He was he would take part in some of the casting sessions. 
I'm not going to go into it. It's very difficult. Obviously, if you okay. ever suffered from any kind of sexual assault or uh, misconduct, it'd be very difficult to listen to. Mm-hmm. If you want to read up on it, we obviously don't, this isn't what our podcast is about, mm-hmm. but um, there is Ezra Asik. You can look up New York Times article about it. Um, they talk a lot about what happened behind the scenes. These models were put through a lot with oh him. Oh my goodness. Um, and this was the guy, of course, who was in charge of how they should look. Yeah, which um tells you a lot That's um, so irresponsible, about it. yeah. But yeah, it would it would just I would feel wrong if I didn't mention that because yeah. we talked about it on the show. So um one thing I'm gonna end on, some odd marketing uh, facts about on a lighter note um on Victoria's Secret. Um this is so much okay, Connor, one of the Victoria's Secret ads. What musician I just give me any musician that you Sting. would least likely to be associated oh, or least appear in a Victoria's Secret uh, ad or like show. God, I mean, it could go either way. I'm going to say Weird Al Yankovic. God, I, I'd watch the hell out of that ad. No, Bob Dylan. Oh my God. <laughs> Bob Dylan, who of course you'd associate with Victoria's Secret, appeared in a Victoria's Secret Super Bowl ad. When okay? was that? In 2004. Oh an my. An incredible year. That's Fo- crazy. So following... Uh, Super Bowl halftime show controversy over indecent bro- exposure on broadcast television. This must have happened in a Victoria's Secret ad. Victoria's Secret sent their models out on an Angels Across America tour. <laughs> right. <laughs> they also presented an uncharacteristic advertisement with Bob Dylan as an alternative means of promoting the brand. Razik, the then chief creative officer, credited um was credited with the idea to cast Dylan in a commercial along with Wexner. The ad proved to be memorable, but a bit <laughs> unsettling <laughs> and baffled viewers. I need to see that ad. <laughs> I need to see Is that ad. Is there a song? Does he do a song? Is I actually there... didn't watch it. I want to watch it with you I later. Let's watch it, it later. Okay. Uh, Victoria's Secret Oh, another. Who else? Okay. Victoria's Secret TV ads, right? Name a director that you think could be associated with it. A very famous director that would have directed some of these ads. Tarantino. No. <laughs> Michael Bay. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. is a good if call. If anything, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's someone um, that they're, they're... I mean, basically, uh, Michael Bay makes Victoria's Secret adverts anyway yeah. in films and just pretends they have a storyline. Yeah. So um, His movies are the action movies, or the Victoria's Secret of action movies, exactly, for sure. Exactly, yeah. Um, so he directed uh, ads released in 2010, 2012 with mixed results. <laughs> <laughs> Critics regarded them as macho and misguided. <laughs> I mean, that sounds perfectly on brand for yeah, Victoria's exactly. Secret. Um, in 2014, the company created a campaign called the Body Bra, called the Perfect Body, as we mentioned earlier, okay. uh, which also uh, got a lot of controversy for promoting a limited <laughs> and unhealthy body type. It did not go down well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're sponsoring us today. <laughs> <laughs> I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> We're both in the brass. My tits are up to my eyes at the moment. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of FADCAMP. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com.
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 